stuff. Welcome to episode 9 of Good Stuff Sports. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to those in and around the sports that we love. On today's show, I talk to Tim, Stephen, and Peter from Wheel Kids, which is a San Francisco-based, essentially a school, teaching kids how to bicycle safely and to have a great time while doing it. Check them out, wheelkids.com. You can find all the past episodes of Good Stuff Sports on iTunes or Stitcher or on the website www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy learning a lot more about Wheel Kids. Uh, welcome to, to Tim Hurley, the uh, the founder and creator of Wheel Kids. This is a this is a part two. An unprecedented turn of events in the world of good stuff sports. Um, I talked to two of your colleagues about Wheel Kids, your your bike camp company, and uh, it became clear to me that I really wanted to hear from you, the creator. So, Tim, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, and I appreciate the time you're taking to talk with me, and uh, I'll uh, hopefully give you a good story about Wheel Kids. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's just start like at the top where. Where were you when you had the idea to to have, and like, was the idea a fully formed thing, or what were the, the different iterations? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good question, and and literally, I was all over the place when I um, first started thinking about it. And what I mean by that is that in my previous life, I was an architect and an urban designer. And urban designer is, in my case, uh, an architect who's working on really large scale. Um, usually city scale or district scale projects. And so in the course of doing that, I would go out to our project sites, which were always areas that were oh, usually in some need of redevelopment of some sort, whether physical or economic. And rather than kind of doing the job I was supposed to be doing, I was always looking around and saying, hey, this would be a really cool place to go bike riding. Because that kind of project is always, there's always a bit of adventure involved. You know, you're you're kind of getting into the back scenes of things. You're talking to people who really make things happen, whether it's in a town or a campus or whatever it might be. Uh-huh. And and it's really fun. And I thought, you know, when I was a kid and, and even now when I'm like a grown-up kid, I really like being behind the scenes on things and getting to know things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was also corresponding with the time when my daughters were pretty young. They were they both learned to ride when they were about uh, four. And I live in a condo building in San Francisco and they learned to ride uh, in the parking garage of our building, which is super not romantic, um, not poetic <laughs> at all. It's actually pretty grim, but they learned how to ride, you know, just by going in circles under the fluorescent lights. And then we would go out on these little rides together, mostly down on Marina Green here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as four and at that point four and six year olds they weren't really into putting in a lot of miles they would they just wanted to go out and cruise and explore and have fun and so in combination with doing that with them and also doing these projects in various places around the bay area and thinking about places to ride with kids i started thinking well gosh i wonder if uh, you know if other kids would like to do this because it's fun for us yeah and here we are doing you know fun things on our bikes together um and so that was kind of the genesis of the idea you know it was how can we put together 
a program for kids that allows them to, at least for a week at a time, go out on their bikes and and experience things from that perspective. Um, and it also tied into how I grew up, which was pretty much on my bike. Um, you know, I would ride next door to my neighbor rather than walk because it's just so much more fun to ride. <laughs> yeah. But here in San Francisco, that's not happening so much. You know, um, kids, for the most part, they aren't riding from home uh, to school, to their friend's house, uh, you know, to go hang out. It's just not happening. It's a different kind of environment. And so that was sort of a subtext to creating Wheel Kids or the concept anyway, is how can we give kids an opportunity to ride um, from a kind of recreational and kid perspective, uh, if if only for a week at a time. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, and so those were kind of the, the kernels of it. Um, and in truth, it was something that I was really just obsessing over for a couple of years, you know, just I, I couldn't quite uh, convince myself, you know, it's a crazy idea. It's not going to work. And um, and finally, my wife and I talked it over and, you know, she was nervous about the idea of me quitting a, a reasonably good job and doing something like this. And, and so we said, all right, let's first let's pencil it out. Let's see if you see if it makes sense, you know, or is it going to be just a complete waste of money? And is it going to be a total loss? And, and what are all the things we need to know? So we did a little analysis of other camps and other programs, back of the envelope type stuff. And it looked like, you know, probably work, but let's go see. I tried it out for the first summer, which was in 2010. Uh -huh. um, and it, it worked out. Um, we didn't lose a ton on it. Um, we, we didn't have a huge amount of enrollment. I think we capped out at maybe 10, maybe 12 kids per week, two of which were mine. So, uh -huh. you know, the percentage of kids from the community wasn't very high. Um, we had one week where we just didn't have camp because nobody signed up. And it was, you know, it was a brand new thing. Um, yeah. Really tough getting word out. But um, but apparently it was it was successful enough and it was interesting enough that it got really good word of mouth. Um, and then from that point on, there's, at least here in San Francisco, there's seldom been a week where we haven't been full. Um, and so something definitely clicked that first summer and basically proved up that, yeah, we could keep keep on going. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we just expanded programs and ideas since then. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's interesting. You know, you said that people weren't riding their bikes to school or, or not riding their bikes to friends' houses, yet there's certainly, based on the fact that you're getting so many kids to sign up, there is a desire for kids to, to go and ride bikes. Now, so I guess my question is, do you attribute that in any way to, like, just the geography of San Francisco? And by geography, I, do, yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, massive hills. <laughs> <laughs> Partly, yeah. I think there's a couple things conspiring. The topography is one. Um, I mean, where I live, uh, I was lucky to have that garage, despite its grimness, because uh, yeah. we live on, on the flanks of Knob Hill, and so it's not a place you're going to want to go out and learn how to ride because of the hill. Yeah. And then there's the traffic. Um, yeah. For the most part, city streets in almost every neighborhood in San Francisco are busy to a certain degree, yeah. at least to the degree, degree that um, getting your kid out there as, say, a four-year-old and teaching her how to ride, it's pretty pretty iffy yeah um stressful and 
Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think also um, just the nature of the San Francisco economy and demographics. A lot of families have both parents working, many times not in the city. Uh, they might be commuting out yeah. to, say, Silicon Valley or whatever. And so, and and then there's other stuff going on. There's soccer. There's baseball. There's all these different activities. And despite people's desire for their kids to be able to ride, there's very little time where families can get together and actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, go through that that pretty difficult training of teaching their kids how to ride, yeah. and then then later taking advantage of it and going off on rides together. Um, and and one of the other challenges is that since, at least from a kid perspective, so many places in San Francisco being difficult to ride, you have to go through this huge process to go for a ride with your family. You know, you got to get the bike, put it on the car or in the car, yep. drive someplace, find parking, reverse that process, yeah. go for your ride, which is going to be great, yeah. and then go back to the car, and it becomes this kind of ordeal. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of shies people away from doing it too regularly. Yeah. Um, and so in a way, we become kind of the, um, the surrogates for that. Um, we get to ride with the kids uh, for a week at a time or more during our summer camps. Um, and then the nice thing about that, though, is that because of that, the kids are really getting stoked on riding, and that will translate back into the family. So right. we've heard of families who are now riding more together, despite the difficulties that they have to go through. Um, parents who are taking up biking again because, you know, the kids are putting pressure on them. They want to go ride together. Yeah. And, and it's been really rewarding to hear that kind of ripple effect into families and into the community of in- increased cycling. That's great. That's really amazing. So you take kids in San Francisco. Um, what's an example of, of a ride, you know, and I think that San Francisco is a, a fairly global city and pr- people have an idea of like what what's going on in San Francisco in terms of the topography, in terms of like being yeah. on the bay, et cetera. So what are some of the rides that you do with the kids during camp? Right. Well, I'll start off with what we what we used to do. We used to be located down uh, in the Marina Green Fort Mason Center area. Yeah. And from there, we had really the whole waterfront at our disposal. We would go... Um, I guess, what, east, westbound along Marina Green, Chrissy yeah. Field, Presidio, across the bridge, and so on. Or we would go the other way through Fisherman's Wharf, all the way down the Embarcadero, usually yeah. as far as Mission Bay, if we could get there, uh-huh. Ferry Building, AT&T Ballpark. Um, and that was really cool. You know, lots of opportunities along there, um, mostly off-road because the Bay Trail, um, you know, Oh, goes right. along that yeah, entire sure. Sure. that yeah. entire distance. Um, now we're out in the Richmond district, and we don't have quite as easy access to uh, the waterfront. We get some riders who can do it, but for the most part, we're more west side of the city oriented now. But we're in a location where it's super easy to get into the Presidio, and the Presidio has some fabulous bike riding, although a lot of hills, and that's one of the challenges right. that we take the kids through. We, you know, we realize that and we try to make them realize that if they're here in San Francisco, you got to ride the hills. You just you can't get away from it. Right. So we There's do that. No <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. otherwise you're gonna you're not gonna go very far. Right. Um, or we'll oftentimes go into Golden Gate Park um, and through the Mid Richmond, which is where we are. There's actually some pretty decent access routes. It's all on city streets. Um, yeah. We're not riding off street 
uh, trails in any in any way up until the time we get into the park. Um, right. So we're we're teaching kids how to ride on streets safely, how to get through intersections, um, always surrounded by staff um, until we get into the park, and then we have a little bit more. We can relax a little bit more, right. uh, at least if we're off street. Right. Well, it's um, it's yeah, it's great that you're teaching uh, street safety for one. And then I think there's like some learning around the hills too, like not just the going up part, which is physically challenging, but the going down part, which is, right. you know, things can get gnarly pretty quickly. <laughs> they certainly can, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, we're dealing with a lot of kids who are pretty young and they're, a lot of them are riding single speed bikes with coaster brakes. Right. Um, and I remember when I had one as a kid, getting up hills is a challenge on those. The, yep. You know, they're, they're heavy, the gear ratios are tough. Um, so we work on that and, and a lot of it is just working on the mental side of it, you know, not being afraid of putting in the hard work, but also not being afraid to say, Hey, I, I am not going to do it. So I'm going to walk and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, going downhill, um, kind of important to keep your feet on the pedals with those coaster brake bikes. Yeah. So, yeah, cause <laughs> otherwise that can be a problem. Yes. So yeah, we, we talk a lot about technique and comfort on the bike and bike handling. Uh -huh. Um, and, and then one of kind of going back to when we were down on the waterfront, when we were interacting so much with pedestrians on these mixed use trails right. or, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, cycling etiquette is super important. And we're really trying to get these kids to understand all about this share the path mentality right. or share the road, whatever it might be. And, and, um, trying to work with them on understanding things from other people's perspectives um, learning the rules of the road, both, you know, practices and also vehicle code rules as much as they can kind of grasp sure. as young right. kids. Right. Um, and making sure that, that, I don't know, it sounds a little corny, but, you know, we're trying to bring up the next generation of cyclists and hoping that as they become more regular cyclists, as they become older, that they really are going to follow these rules and right. become good ambassadors for cycling. Right. I mean, the, I think that like there's a the communication piece too. You know, like when when you're out on a hike and a biker passes you, like if they don't yeah. say like on your right, like it can really like throw throw you off and make you dive totally. into the bushes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So we try to work on stuff like that. You know, how do you, how do you come up across up along a pedestrian without startling them yeah, right. um, <laughs> and, and angering them and you know letting them know that you know they're there and you're not going to do anything and you're all yeah. cool yeah um, totally. yeah we try to do that um it's great and we've we've got this program we're doing this summer that i hope is is instructive for the kids and maybe beyond and we call it our traffic behavior study okay where we're we're going out to various four-way stop intersections here in the richmond district and we're kind of standing back so we don't influence um, vehicle operator behavior. And we're looking at how do vehicle operators go through that intersection? So we're talking motor vehicle drivers, uh, motorcycle operators, cyclists, pedestrians to a certain degree, you know, truck drivers, anybody who's going through that intersection. Right. And since it's a four way stop, you know, the law says everybody has to make a complete stop. So we're, we're studying that and we're actually collecting data on how many people or what they do. Do they stop? Do they roll? Do they kind of slow down or do they just go on through? Yeah. Um, and what else is happening at that time? Are there other uh, users of the intersection present? You know, is there another car there? Is there a cyclist, pedestrian? And so we're going to see what our data look like 
but mostly we're trying to get the kids to be aware of things to things that they need to know right you know as a cyclist or as a pedestrian what are they up against when they come to these intersections you know what how do vehicle operators behave at these intersections um and then maybe by the time these kids are old enough to drive maybe it will influence their behavior a little bit Um, i I know yeah it's gonna say the same thing you took the words right out of my mouth yeah well it's doing it to me every time i come to an intersection now it's like hmm I wonder if anybody's watching. I better, I better do this right. Because <laughs> yeah, it really changes your perspective. Yeah. Um, so that's been pretty interesting. Yeah. So, so Wheel Kids has been in an existence for about seven years, and you all have expanded down to the peninsula, Palo Alto area, which is yeah. pretty amazing. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of respect to you for, for sort of walking into this thing and seeing how far you can take it. Um, so I talked with, with Steven and Peter a lot about what they were doing and what camps were like. And I, I think that what I would love to hear from you are, you know, as sort of the, my cycling expert, um, and, and someone who has been riding around the Bay area for quite a while, um, for those people who may come here, like what are the, where, where do they need to go to ride? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, and so one of the, one of the, programs that we provide and it's been a standard thing ever since we started um, is our weekly field trip and the point of that field trip is to do exactly what you're saying expose kids to the wide variety of places that you can ride here in the bay area Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's it's kind of a potentially long answer because there really are so many really good places to ride. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of it depends on your level of challenge, your fitness, what you want to get out of it. Um, kind of the rides for everybody from the very beginner rider to somebody who just wants to go out and cruise, maybe a family ride is anywhere. There's a Bay trail segment. Oh, okay. um, cool. And so the, the Bay trail doesn't entirely encircle the Bay, but for the most part it does. And you can find, elements of the bay trail in almost every community um from uh well not petaluma but novato all the way down to san jose and uh-huh. both sides of the bay it's mostly flat because you know it's following the bay shore and it, it goes through some just amazing areas from highly urban like san francisco oakland um to natural wetlands where you feel like you're out in the middle of, of the wilderness. Wow. Um, it's a fabulous thing. And, and there are all these uh, linkages that take you from the Bay Trail off into the communities that are around it. So, so that in itself is a huge thing um, that's, I want to say, fairly unique. Yeah. Um, I haven't studied cycling facilities worldwide, but <laughs> just from its scale and the uh, diversity of it, it's, it's really fabulous. On maybe the other side of that, the really challenging rides, there are multitude of pretty hardcore road rides that people do in the Bay Area. Um, lots of climbs on the peninsula. You can go from the Bay side over to um, the Highway 1 side. And those are pretty nasty climbs. Yeah, um, people say. love to do those. Uh-huh. Um, Marin and Sonoma, fabulous road riding areas. Uh, the East Bay also really good road rides so so there's that there's amazing mountain biking around um i would say it's a it's a great area for cycling um and it's getting better because so many communities are now starting to 
provide better bike infrastructure. Um, San Francisco is is on a pretty good roll in terms of creating separated bikeways, um, a, kind of a variety of different types of facilities to make cycling easier within yeah. the city. Yeah. Um, I well, actually, I don't know as much about other communities, um, but there's really a wealth. Uh, I, I despite you know the traffic and the topography, I'd say that we're pretty blessed with really good cycling, uh, Bay Area wide. Yeah. And a good community, a big, big cycling community. Right. Like I, I work in the, on the peninsula and I see people riding all the time. Um, that's people, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. People are very committed. So yeah. I but, think, but actually just on that, on that point, I, yeah. I will also say that my, I don't spend a lot of time on the peninsula, but um, mostly from my past life as an urban designer, I can also say that the peninsula or many parts of it are not particularly uh, bike friendly. And I, I hope that's changing. Yeah. But there's there's such an emphasis on what we'll call expressways, especially as you get to the southern part of uh, Silicon Valley. Right. Mountain View, Sunnyvale, San Jose. So the movement of vehicular or motor vehicle traffic was so critical in terms of city development over the years that that's been prioritized. And there are a lot of very wide high speed expressways, uh, free right kind of intersections. And these, these places become kind of a no man's land for cyclists and pedestrians. Right. Um, so that still, I think, is is the case. But hopefully a safe bicycling infrastructure is being created somehow around those expressways and all the freeways. Um, and I don't know, but I'm, I'm kind of hopeful of that. <laughs> well, I, I think I think I think there is. I think it's it's sort of trending in that direction because more people want that kind of accessibility to be able to get around town rather than yeah, drive. Yeah. So, yeah. And cool. uh, communities are also um, under certain requirements to reduce their um, greenhouse yeah. gas emissions. Right. So through cycling, transportation connection, they can do that. But yeah. got to get to the point where people are comfortable yeah. actually riding. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Tim, thank you so much. How can we how can we find out more about Wheel Kids um, if we if we wanted to get ourselves signed up? Well, totally easy. You go to our website, wheelkids.com. Um, we've got information about all four of our locations there. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're around. Awesome. And uh, and I'll also throw out one correction. We're in our eighth year this year. Ooh. So we started out in 2010. So we're okay. Uh, gotcha. We're rolling. Eighth yeah. summer. Rolling into it. Rolling through, I should say. Exactly. Rolling through eighth summer. We're, Tim, thanks so much. I'm really thrilled we got a chance to catch up hearing from you. Really ties the story together of Wheel Kids. So thanks so much and have a great rest of your day and a great All right. positive Wheel Kids summer. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. So welcome to the Good Stuff Sports Podcast. I'm here with Steven and Peter from Wheel Kids. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. So that was Steven. And Peter, how are you? And this is Peter. I'm doing great on a Friday afternoon. A beautiful Friday afternoon, as we've established. So we're supposed to be joined by Tim, who's another one of your, it's sort of the three-headed, I don't know, spokes of the, uh, that's a bad, that's terrible. I should take that <laughs> out already. But the, the three, the three uh, sort of minds behind Wheel Kids. So could you guys tell me a little bit of like what's the story? How did uh, Wheel Kids start? What is it, etc.? 
So Wheel Kids started in San Francisco. It was founded by Tim Hurley, who can't join us, unfortunately, right now. Uh-huh. Um, but Tim is an architect by trade and has two daughters who, at the time, were in elementary school. And Tim is an avid bike rider, and he thought that he wanted to spend, he wanted to spend this, his summer um, riding with his girls. And um, he thought of a way to have them include some friends, and it kind of grew from there. So the first year, Tim had a very small group um, of his daughters and some friends, and they would spend their days um, in the summertime riding around San Francisco, led by an adult who's kind of showing them etiquette, safety, and kind of the landmarks of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of grown from there. Great. So, and so that was Stephen. And Stephen, t- tell us about your back. What is your relationship to, to bike riding and, and wheel kids? So my relationship started with Wheel Kids on Tim's second year. At the time, I was actually teaching English in China, which was not going very well. So I was I was anticipating my return back to the Bay Area, and I was on Craigslist looking for jobs. And Tim had posted a job of bicycling, uh, looking for a bicycle coach. So within the first week that I returned from teaching in China, I met with Tim, and coincidentally, his two daughters. Um, were both adopted from the same city in China that I was teaching at. Oh, wow. So um, when I met up with Tim, he told me his background in architect, writing, and enjoys writing and stuff like that. I said, I've been an avid bike rider since I've been five years old. Um, I like to collect bikes. I like to build bikes. I like to do all this bike stuff. And I'm also a teacher by trade. And Tim said, well, that's the perfect person we're looking for because he admitted that he is – not the best with groups of kids. Um, and so he was looking for someone who had the skills to work with groups of kids and kind of um, just share our passion with bike riding with kids. Mm-hmm. And so I became a, a head coach for the first year. It was either in the second or third year that Tim moved me up to a director position. And I've been the director sportif at San Francisco. And then I partnered up with Peter down here in Palo Alto. And we started the program down here in Palo Alto. Um, this will be our fourth summer in Palo Alto. Oh, great. So, Peter, tell me a little bit about you and biking and Palo Alto and how we got here. Well, so I've been an avid bicyclist uh, for a long time, uh, both mountain and uh, road. Uh, actually, my wife and I used to out mountain bike every weekend before tailgating at Stanford football games and doing all, cuts of fun, all sorts of fun things there. But uh, how I got involved in this whole situation was kind of twofold. Um, so one, I've got four kids, four boys, and they're all bicyclists. Uh, we were actually biking our way to a summer concert. Oh, I don't know how many years ago. And it was in Menlo park. It was a Beatles or uh, yeah, it was a Beatles cover band. So I was, we were looking forward to that. And one of my kids came out of our driveway and wasn't looking properly and ended up getting hit by a car. And so I was like, um, obviously that wasn't a great experience, but I was looking for a way of helping kids learn how to be better and safer cyclists in Palo Alto. And I got involved in a thing called safe routes to school, which is an, a national organization, but is, they have local chapters and there's a very strong one here in Palo Alto. And so I started working with elementary, uh, age kids in terms of safe routes programs in the city and the other safe route, mem- safe routes members here in the Palo Alto area. And that led me to a conversation with Stephen, who happened to be uh, teaching uh, at our elementary school, Addison Elementary, 
which is where we've held our camp the last several years. And we got into a bike conversation and he was telling me about wheel kits. And so one Friday afternoon in a summer, I took my kids up there to experience wheel kids for an afternoon and they loved it. And I asked him, I said, hey, so do you think we could do this in Palo Alto? And he said, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of a lot of their friends that bike and it's just a great environment for biking. And there's a lot of, you know, just opportunity around this area to, to go explore different uh, parts of the um, of the terrain and, and the community on bike. And so we started it up four years ago and it's been growing uh, steadily ever since then. And even so much as we got, uh, we were starting a Los Gatos operation, which I run as well. And that came as a result of them hearing about the Palo Alto operation and thinking, wow, this is really great. You know, we want to teach kids how to ride safer and experience uh, what it's like to be, you know, riding on streets and bike lanes and bike boulevards and that kind of activity. And so they contacted us and we are going to be our second year in Los Gatos now. That's great. That's really great. So who are the instructors that are, te- that are teaching in your camps? Is it you guys or are there other people that you bring in as well? Uh, no, we bring in a we bring a, a I think a really great staff. Uh, most of them are teachers that are going to be out on summer break, and so they have a good understanding of how to work with kids and how to you know, teach kids, which is what we're primarily doing. Right, we're teaching kids, uh, also making sure they have a ton of fun because it is summer camp. Uh, we're just using bikes as a medium for that. In other words, we're teaching them how to become better bicyclists, how to become safer bicyclists, um, but how to have fun on bikes as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we don't spend the entire day on bikes. Uh, we, you know, we'll bike to a park and we'll play a, you know, rousing game of kickball or we'll play frisbee golf or a great game of, you know, um, uh, tag could be just about anything you can imagine. So, uh, but the, the staff is, is, you know, um, not necessarily great bicyclists, but they're, they're avid outdoors people and they learn some of the biking stuff from some of the stronger, uh, coaches we have in that area. And some of the coaches we have know how to take apart a bike and put it back together again. And some could barely fix a flat, but mm-hmm. by the end of the summer, pretty much everybody knows how to fix a flat and everybody can pretty much, you know, probably fix uh, some sticky brakes. Well, that's that's cool. You're not you're not just te- teaching like rules of the road, but like a little bit of bike maintenance, which can come oh, in handy. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Wow. You know, so all the kids will will experience uh, how to fix a flat because we get flats pretty much mm-hmm. every week. <laughs> and, uh, sometimes we have a little bit more you know severe problems like bent wheels and you know chains that don't stay on that kind of stuff. So it requires a little bit more mechanical expertise, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Generally, somebody in the group usually knows how to do it, and we've had some kids, you know, that have been uh, our camp participants that have been really good uh, bike mechanics, and they've actually taught the coaches some tricks here and there in terms of how to fix things. Wow, that's amazing! So, so tell me a little, what adventure riding camp? What is adventure riding camp? It sounds awesome. So it's exactly what it says it is. It, the, the, the camp is we're riding and we're going on an adventure. Um, I can't think of Tim's exact kind of motto, but he has something about like the adventure. The, the journey is the adventure. It's not our destination. Um, and Tim is notorious for. So we encourage people just, you know, go check out a path that you've never checked out that you might have passed a hundred times, but you've never gone down it. 
that's our opportunity. It's summer camp. We want to have fun. And like I was saying, Tim is notorious for wanting to check out these paths only to find out that like 10 feet further down the path is a, is a dead end. <laughs> so you have to figure out how you navigate, you know, a group of like 13 kids to make a U-turn to go down this little path. Right. It's all part of the fun of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so all adventurous. Um, down here in Palo Alto, we ride all around Palo Alto. We go up to Stanford and we ride. We go out to the Baylands and there's super fun off-road to ride down there. Um, and we just want to make, yeah, the whole camp is an adventure on our bikes. That's great. Um, yeah, we should say like these, we are lucky to be in Northern California where there is plenty of all different kinds of biking, um, you know, from mountain biking to road biking and beautiful locations to the velodrome down in San Jose. So they get, they get the other experience of track riding even. Okay. So. Okay, so while I got you on velodrome, that's just, that's riding around the big track, right? Riding around the big track, going super no fast, breaks. no brakes, really, no brakes. If it, yeah, wow. Okay, well that's intense. <laughs> have, you, have you guys done that? So yeah, we oh, yeah. we do that as a yearly field trip for our our kids from Palo Alto and our kids from San Francisco. Um, I kind of hype it as kind of one of the best field trips because it's a very unique experience that yeah. even most recreational cyclists never get to experience. And so we, we go down to the velodrome, which is in San Jose. We, we take a bus with the kids. The bus follows us with a truck with all the kids' bikes. And the kids get an opportunity to ride their own street bicycles on the velodrome. But then um, the velodrome also has a whole, um, what would you call it, a whole... Uh, Container shipping full. container <laughs> full of track bikes, and some of them are fitted for kids. So the kids uh -huh. who are tall enough to fit on these track bikes actually get to experience what it's like to ride on a fixed gear bike with no brakes, which is the proper track bike. And then we also use that as teaching kids about why um, fixie bicycles have kind of become so popular uh -huh. and why they're not the best bikes to be riding on the road. <laughs> because they don't have brakes. Because, well, let's start with that. <laughs> um, but the kids have a great time, and often after we have the trip to the velodrome, we often have kids who come back and say, I'm going to tell my mom or dad that I want a track bike for Christmas, mm -hmm. wow. which we encourage them to ask for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The more bikes, the better. Um, what is the Two Wheelers Club? You want to talk about Two Wheelers? So Two Wheelers is uh, kind of... Uh, like what it sounds is that we're trying to get the younger kids that aren't quite proficient in riding just on two wheels independently on two wheels uh, to be able to do that so we usually get kids that are five and six year olds you know kindergartners that type of age range that are just learning probably tr traditionally on training wheels which is probably one of the worst things they could do uh, some on scoot bikes and you know scooters you name it and what we, what Two Wheelers Club does is it, uh, we work with the kids in a more intimate, smaller setting. In other words, the groups aren't as large. We have a little bit higher uh, coach to uh, camper ratio. And we're working with the kids to learn, get them to learn how to balance and pedal and start riding two wheels. So you said something interesting about training wheels, or you, you sort of hinted around something about training wheels. Like that's the worst thing that that could do. So I guess it's a two-parter is why, A, and then B, like what could what could parents do otherwise? So like I have a five-year-old who can ride a bike no problem. 
and I have a three-year-old who rides with training wheels now, but I'm going to go take him off as soon as you tell me what the answer <laughs> is. And then a seven-year-old who's just not interested in biking. So tell me a little bit about the, uh, I, I, I'm curious about the training wheel piece of this. Well, there's, there's uh, I guess, a couple of different aspects to it. So one is uh, training wheels give the kids a false sense of, you know, learning how to balance because when they lean to one side, the training wheel actually takes over and, and, and corrects them from tipping over. Uh, so that's, and what you're really trying to teach younger kids is how to get balanced because that's what you need in order to ride two wheels. Uh, the second thing is they're just, they're awkward and heavy. Um, so they, they basically can actually make it more difficult for the kids who are actually closer to balancing, uh, to actually balance the bike, given the fact that they're actually on the bike. Because uh, none of them are super lightweight, they're not made out of, you know, carbon or anything high tech. They're basically <laughs> right. plugs of steel back there, uh, and so they're they're just they're not uh, friendly from a learning how to balance perspective. So what we do is we actually the first thing we do if anybody shows up to our two wheeler program or a private lesson with training wheels on, so we take them off. <laughs> and essentially, what we try to do is we. We try to get the seat lowered low enough so that the kids can actually push their, their current bicycle along. We also take the pedals off, push their current bike along as a scoot bike. So a scoot bike is actually a very good learning platform. Mm -hmm. uh, I think scooters for my kids was actually a tremendous platform because of the fact that they learned the whole concept of balance right. uh, on a scooter. And I mean, it's, it's similar to a scoot bike, but, uh, in terms of the fact you're pushing yourself along, you're self-propelled, uh, it, it does, I think, add the enhancement of, of balance because usually the kids will get to the point where they can put both both feet on the scooter and glide along, so they are definitely got the balance component uh, down. And like my kids, it took them five minutes to start riding a bike. Wow. Yeah. Because said on the scoot bike, the kids master the art of balancing and yeah. – trajecting themselves a long way yeah. and then put the pedals back on then they already have that balance but now they're just um, propelling themselves wow. so it's an easier transition ideally i i do for sure it sounds like it i mean it makes a lot of sense um wow okay cool good, it, good. success with that too so yeah it's kind of proven itself good good advice from the people behind wheel kids and if anyone's gonna know what they're talking <laughs> about is you guys um so what are some of the what are some of the rules for riders you guys go over rules for riders. What what are some of those? Our three basic rules are have fun, mm -hmm. be safe, and the third is... I can edit. I can edit. No worries. We'll get there. Should I, you want me to look it up? <laughs> I'm going to look I it up. Space on the last one. Do you, do you even know what it is or no? Uh, I, I'm spacing on it as well. Be safe, have fun, fun and, and is it like etiquette or... Something maybe it's like an etiquette, like um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. The, hang on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, right I'm gonna no, this is good. This is good for everyone. I'm gonna look this up, and be, then be, be a good, good, uh, good reciprocal bicyclist. I don't. I can't even remember now. <laughs> That's amazing. I know okay. safe, fun, and I'm trying to remember. The oh last my one. gosh, we sound terrible right no, now. No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask the question again once we figure out. I'm looking for it too. I can't really find it. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask the question again that you guys are going to be like, oh, obviously it's blah, blah, blah. Yes. Right. Um, okay. I should look too. Oh, be safe, be nice, have fun. Be, be safe. Nice. Uh, so be the nice. etiquette. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it is summed up as be nice. 
So uh, what are some of the rules for riders that wheel kids sort of hang their hat on? So we have three basic rules that kind of govern wheel kids, and that is have fun, be nice, and be safe. All of, all of which sound like really good and important things. And I think in the summer camp setting, especially when you're riding bikes, like how can you not have fun? You know, how could it not? Yeah. And being safe is, is extremely important. Um, okay, so how can, uh, how can we find you if we're in the Bay Area? How can we sign up for a Wheel Kids camp? How can we do all of these things? Uh, well, the easiest one is to just go to our website, and that's uh, wheelkids.com, so it's not too uh, complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have four locations around the Bay Area. We've got San Francisco, which is our original, and, and I wouldn't say our main location, because I think Palo Alto is probably as big as Palo Alto, or that San Francisco was. But uh, So Palo Alto is the other location. So those two kind of do similar types of programs. You'll find that uh, we run you know, both the adventure riding camp and the two-wheelers program. And I, getting back to one of the things that Steven said earlier in terms of going down to the velodrome, in the adventure riding camp, each week we do a field trip, whether we're in San Francisco or Palo Alto, and we, take, we load up the kids on buses, we load up the bikes into a luggage truck, and we bring it along. So we'll go to a place like from Palo Alto, we'll go to San Francisco and ride um, Golden Gate Park, or we'll go down to Half Moon Bay and ride the Coastal Trail. Oh, fun. And down to Santa Cruz, you know, and do some beach cruising. Uh, so we do in the velodrome, as, as was mentioned earlier. So we do that as part of our adventure riding camp. Uh, we also have locations in Walnut Creek. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, we just brought along, brought on Los Gatos uh, last summer, and this will be our second summer down there. And we've got both the adventure riding camp and two wheelers programs down there. Uh, we don't do as much as we do in the Palo Alto and San Francisco locations and some of the outlying ones, Walnut Creek and Los Gatos, but... Uh, um, they do a lot of fun stuff down there. Like they go to the pool quite a bit in Los Gatos because it's a lot warmer. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, 15, 20 degrees warmer down there during the summer than it is in Palo Alto and a heck of a lot warmer than it is in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it sounds amazingly fun. And I encourage everyone in the Bay Area to check it out. And for those not in the Bay Area, I hope you're inspired to just get out and ride. I mean, it's the summertime. It's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Kids on bikes. Kids you know? on bikes. Can't beat it. All right, well, to Stephen and to Peter, thank you guys so much for your time. Um, It was great to talk to you and hear about some bike riding and wheel kids. It was great talking to you, too. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And and shout out to Tim. Maybe we'll do this again. We'll get Tim involved, too. We'd love to hear his his side of things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's got something to say. He's got, yeah? Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks, guys. That was really fun and interesting. And, uh, I will check out the calendar. Maybe you'll get one of my kids in there this summer. Awesome. That seven-year-old that doesn't want to ride. Yeah, he would be the start, wouldn't he? Here you go, guys. Enjoy this one. Right. (laughs) We've had our few. We've had our our, our, our fair share of those in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure. And you get them up and riding. Are you guys involved with, like, the the camper stuff, or are you guys the business behind it, and then there are the instructors that are – teaching so i tried to involve myself in it like i said i started out as a head coach i've kind of moved to the director and then now that i am a full-time teacher now i've kind of reserved parts of my summer to work with wheel kids uh-huh. because i do i am passionate about spreading my love of bicycling with children and also the children who, who attend my school yeah because the children attend um who attend our my school also attend my camp uh-huh. um, 
But as time has moved on, I realize that as a teacher, I do need some of my vacation for myself. Yeah, you deserve it. So um, <laughs> that's my role, partially with the kids and then partially kind of in the background. Gotcha. Gotcha. Me, uh, I do most of the background work. So I've got all the administrative stuff, you know, hiring the staff, setting up uh, the programming each summer at both, you know, the locations, uh, Palo Alto and Los Gatos. I occasionally uh, got out and rode mm-hmm. once in a while if we were short staff and people, you know, needed somebody to cover. Yeah. I would get out and ride. I mean, I've, I've ridden all the. I've done all the routes and done all the activities, at least in Palo Alto. I haven't done as much in Los Gatos uh, since we just brought that one online. Although I've done a, done a bunch of scout rides down there. So mm-hmm. I've pretty much ridden everything there is that that we would do in camp already. Right. And you, you guys wouldn't do like that crazy like Arrastradero preserve. Like, you know, Arrastradero, how it's like all over the place. You wouldn't take kids out there, would you? <laughs> we have not. Uh-huh. But there been suggestions by some of us that maybe we could take our kids out there that's hardcore it is hardcore yeah <laughs> totally hardcore uh, uh, i'll have to admit the first year i i started programming stuff out i had arasadero as a destination for us to get to yeah and i realized quickly that there's no way that the kids could ride from here yeah all the way out there and back that's really that far we could even yeah. make it there we would kill them on the way yeah that's really it, far we just die. Yeah. So no, the stuff we do is mostly in and around, probably I'd say uh, eight to ten miles from where we're located. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And pretty much flat. But, but I mean, there's some great single track stuff we do out out in the Baylands. Right. That's fun. That would be really fun. And then we like we go up around Lake Lagunita on Stanford campus, and they got a nice dirt trail around there. So they got to climb up to that and go around it, and it's got some little ups and downs to it. Cool. So it's not all just pure flat stuff, and it's not all just simple right. easy stuff. A yeah, lot yeah. of the kids get – because one of the things we try to do is we try to take them a little bit out of their comfort zone Yeah, and, and get them to experience things that they normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for the, for the age range that we deal with, pretty much given any week, we're probably getting everybody in a situation that they are going and doing something they haven't done before. It's great. I mean, it's great. Skill building, self-confidence, all kinds of great things. And yeah. part of what we like to teach also is a proper use of gears. Uh-huh. So you kind of need to have a hill with that. Um, yeah. San Francisco is great with instructing that because obviously they need to learn those skills and how to use your gears appropriately. And Palo Alto right. is less because we're typically flat. But right. we do try to find the hilly places so that we can teach those kids how to yeah. use it. Well, I, th- I thought I, I thought I read something uh, when I was. Re- I mean, obviously, because I'm a big researcher, but like that you would encourage kids not to ride bikes with gears. You know, more of a fixed gear thing, just because it's distracting to have to mess around with the gears. Is that? Am I wrong? It's it, actually you probably saw that in our bike buying guide. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, where we make some recommendations to parents that, that you go into a bike shop and they'll try to sell you shocks and. You know, 21 speed mountain bike for kids that are probably never going to get out of, you know, two gears. Right. In reality. And uh, so it's just a matter of where in the in the spectrum of the kids experience do you want to in- introduce gears. Around Palo Alto, if you're just riding around town and stuff like that, getting from you know point A to point B, school to home, home to school, you probably don't need a super geared up bike. Right. Uh, can you find one in the marketplace today? Now, when you get into the age range of, 
you know, third and fourth and fifth graders. There, I don't think there exists a bike unless you go to a fixie that you can buy in the market today that doesn't have gears. Mm -hmm. And because they're all geared for the younger kids. Uh, I mean, I brought my kids up on a on a single speed bike that had uh, parking. You know, the um, coaster brake. Coaster brake. Yeah. Not park. <laughs> coaster brake. <laughs> the parking brake. And a handbrake, and I wanted them to learn from going from the coaster brake days, right, which yeah. was their smaller bikes, that now they had a coaster brake, but they had to learn how to use and operate the handbrake, and so we got a kind of a hybrid bike for them to experiment on, yeah. so they just crash into something, because that's the next thing that kids do, is they go from a coaster brake to a handbrake, and they and go... And they try to brake, and, they and they're like, yeah. whoa, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah, pedaling exactly. backwards. Free spinning, <laughs> right, yeah. banging. Uh, so anyways, you won't find... Um, I don't think you can find a, mark, a bike that doesn't have gears when you get to a certain age level or, or level of bike, but then the kids get it and they don't know how to use them. Right. So that's the thing that once the kids get it, we try to teach them how to do right. it. Right. That's great. Well, and I it's like, for instance, we do our trip to San Francisco, our, our, um, our, um, um, field trip yeah. to San Francisco, you know, like one of the ones we do is the Presidio and across the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, to get up to the Golden Gate Bridge, you got a pretty good hill to climb. And so it's pretty interesting to watch all these kids from the flatlands yep. go hit that hill. And we're like, we're trying to teach them, okay, you want to be in the big ring, you know, in the back <laughs> and you want to be in the small ring in the front and, you know, use your gears appropriately. And it's, you know, it's a learning process. Totally. Wow. But also tell them that there is no shame in walking your bike. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I was wondering about that because I would be walking my bike. <laughs> and that happens a lot, but when you can pass the tourists who are walking their bike as a young child cruising by them, then that's a great feeling, that too. That is a cool feeling. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much to Steven, Peter, and Tim for talking with me all about Wheel Kids. If you're in the Bay Area, I think you should check them out, see what they do. Your kids could learn a tremendous amount about bike safety, bike maintenance, and all the other things that they talked about. Thanks for listening to Good Stuff Sports. Once again, I'm Mike Mason. You can find all of our past episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be back next week with more good stuff. Good stuff.